0: to the other side of Blackpool podcast and if you live here in Blackpool, this show's for you. From high up in our attic room studio on Church Street, we share the true stories of what life is really like in Blackpool. Stories that are often overlooked, hidden or under-celebrated. Hello, today we're thinking about Blackpool's Big Bills Crisis And you know the story, council tax bills are going up, energy bills, food bills, petrol bills. They're all going up like the Big Dipper, but unlike the Big (laughs) Dipper, they're not coming down. Uh, A lot of us here in Blackpool are counting the pennies, and if you are, do not fear. We have a crack squad here, our team from the Poverty Truth Project in Blackpool. Emma, Leon and Chris, hello all.
1: Hi. Hi there.
0: Now, Emma, uh, otherwise known as Emma Jackson Productions, you're a singer and you also lead a local choir, is that right?
1: Yeah, so you'll find me usually on Central Pier at their flagship bar, the Pirate Bay Bar, but I've been on the entertainment scene for 20 years and in that process it's obviously given me a lot of free time to get involved in the community, help people within our community and for my efforts as well during the pandemic, I was awarded the British Empire Medal
0: for community work from the Queen. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm, Well done, Emma. We're all impressed. And so you can say that you're definitely part of the tourism and hospitality industry. Most definitely. Which is a nice way of saying you're not paid every month of the year. Um, and as you indicate you do have some spare time around the edges and people in seasonal work do right so seasonal work means lower pay overall you've done your homework on this Emma as part of our research into poverty here haven't you
1: this is it I mean traditionally the season would start in April and run till November uh, Blackpool does try to push the boundaries but it does mean that overall an annual income for anybody working in a seasonal town is lower than the average across the country and of course in this town as well having seasonal jobs working either in entertainment or hospitality it's a third of the town that actually have those types of jobs so during the lower months in the winter seasons
0: if they haven't put money to one side then they are going to struggle yeah, and that's why being in those kind of jobs also tends to go with being on benefits and renting, is that right? Yeah, people dipping in and out of, you know, claiming universal credit and using services when they have to. Mhm. And so when you say a third of the town, do you, do you know how many people we're talking about then? So
1: there's 140,000 residents in Blackpool, so it's a third,
0: a third of that around 50,000 people. Oh, yeah, that's that's a lot of people who are going to be looking at the their bills over the next few months with great worry. So um, Emma, just I wonder if you could help us with just a tiny bit of background about how we got here. Why is it that energy prices have started to rise so much?
1: So we're in this situation at the minute because we, we don't actually produce our own energy in this country. So we rely on other people from the worldwide market for our energy. Obviously, we've been through the COVID pandemic and that slowed everything down. People are at home a lot more as well. And because of the limited supply now, we're playing the catch up game from the pandemic. So obviously, the government stepped in and helped us all get through that. But we were all aware that we would have to pay the price eventually and I think none of us expected it
0: to come as hard and as fast as it is doing. That's right and April is when it all happens when bills start to go up. And we should say, in terms of the global energy market, that although any energy we produce in this country gets sort of given to the global energy market, so it goes into the global mix, you know, some people have said we also have given up the ability to store gas, particularly in this country. So we've sold a lot of storage capacity. Um, you know, we don't have a nationalized energy provider anymore in this country who can like hedge our bets and buy energy ahead. So, you know, it's a lot more privatized, a lot more individual companies, you know, some of them too small to hedge our bets. So it's all a bit of a crunch, as you say, as the world gets back to normal after the pandemic. So, can you brief us then on what the Chancellor announced to help people with their energy bills? So, the
1: Chancellor came up with some plans and they fall into three categories. So, they're going to loan 200 pounds on your bill and that'll just be paid back over a period of five years Uh, a second one is a reduction on your council tax as well you get a discount of 150 pounds on your council tax of course if you pay council tax and if you're in receipt of benefits then this isn't really going to make any difference to your uh, you know monthly or annual income and of course there's government topped up council funding Grants for extra blankets, insulation, uh, new boilers, changing meters. So local councils are trying to help out in that respect as well. But it is, of course, to switch off. And wrap up. Mm, well,
0: it's um, thank you, Emma, for that background briefing. And of course, since all of that happened, we then uh, learn about a devastating war in Europe among two countries that are big providers into the energy market in in Europe. So there's more pain to come. But let's pause there and speak to our own money saving experts, Leon and Chris, who are in the room with us now. Uh, Leon and Chris, I've been looking through the Twitter account of Lancashire Live, you know, the, uh, the news people, and they've been asking Lancashire how Lancashire is saving on their energy bills. And scrolling through, the answers seem to come into three categories. So first of all, food, people say, plan ahead and cook big to save money. Second, laundry, fill your washing machine full. And hang your washing out if you can, because the tumble dryer eats electricity. And third, bed. Spend more time in bed. Those are the three tips. Now, you'll have some of your own. (laughs)
2: Leon,
0: for example, you've looked after a young family. You've been dad and mum for many years. What tips can you give us about saving cash?
2: Well, my tips would be um, lots of crock pot i.e. vegetables in the crock pot that's something that we did a lot um, my, my children at the time were five and seven and I brought them up until they were 26 and 24 and a lot of the food they always looked forward to on a Thursday and a Friday was crock pot food and that was where they would do the vegetables put them in the crock pot and then we put fish in or chicken in not all at the same time obviously but it'd be di- different flavors each time that saved us lots and lots of money and the thing is when we went out in the morning to to school or to college or you know at the weekend out to play and things like that we'd always come home about half past eight to a to a house that was just smelt absolutely lovely and we looked forward to it so we only had tiny little snacks when we was out so we wouldn't need to pay lots of money you know on this that and the other because we'd take a few little butties out with us but we knew as soon as we got home we'd have a big gorgeous red hot meal and that was one of the tips
0: that's wonderful. And I suppose is it right to say that a crock pot is also known as a slow cooker? Yes,
2: yes, yes, it's a slow cooker. Yeah, yes, and yeah. and
0: they say if you use one of those, it, you have to be organized at breakfast time, you know, frying your food while you're having your toast. <laughs> but you do you can also use the cheapest cuts of meat.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes, you, yes you can. All you, and anything that when you do do a, a meal, you can put that in as well. So there's always something there. And if you think it's not going to taste as good as you would like it to, it always does because you'd put soup in, some powdered soup or a not-so-cube or anything like that. And and after, after about five or six sessions of um, the hot pot... You, you get it to perfection how you like it.
0: What a great tip Leon. So that's not only about great food but about great family time and something Exactly.
2: You know. Exactly because it brings the family even closer together. So you'd have one who um just loves peeling the 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 spuds and the carrots and the and the broccoli and all that sort of stuff and they can do it to any size that they choose to because it's in there and then you can have someone else who just prepares it all all the all the plates and things like that and they put it in there and it you just get used to it and you always look forward to it and and the the one of the best things about that is you you do have later on when the when they've flown the nest lots and lots of happy memories.
0: Oh, what a domestic lots, goddess yeah. you are, Leon. Well done. Now Chris, you've also got some tips around home economics and keeping life cheap but meaningful. So give us some of your tips. Well, a lot of people and I know a lot of people do it. They leave the um, the TVs on standby things plugged in
1: like the kettles that they don't really not using at the time switch them off go to the beach go walking it's exercise it's healthy for you anyway We actually i go three times a day anyway but that's not the point you don't have to wrap up warm because you, then you'll get too warm don't go to bed all the
2: time because you'll get bed sores. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you will <laughs> <laughs> well no that's good advice chris and thank you very much both of you for your tips we'll come back to you in a second <laughs> Emma back to you we we left the story in terms of the bad news for energy bills and the Chancellor's advice but we didn't talk about what the government is doing for the very poorest people the people that are really struggling the most what did the Chancellor offer them? It's quite upsetting really in
1: the words of Ken Dodd not a lot those that are on benefits and they're claiming things are going to be forgotten about. The ones that can be more organised, those paying by direct debit through a bank account every month, they know who their energy providers are so they can get in touch with them if they're struggling with their bills. A lot of people that are on benefits are on prepayment meters or they have to buy the gas and electric through the landlord. So in most cases, they don't even know who their suppliers are to get in touch with them. So those that are on the bottom of the pile... They are going to struggle, but hopefully they'll reach out to their local communities and the local councils and ask for help. It will be out there to be had, but not as much if you are on direct debit through your bank account every month.
0: Yeah, it's not good news for people at the bottom of the pile as ever, really. It's the same old a uh, story. So your council will have access to what's called discretionary grants, which is a, a long word for something that's probably going to run out quite quickly. Because, but So please make sure that you ring your council and see what's available for you. Your council should know about you, actually, if you're in a vulnerable position. So for example, if you're a carer, and you need ha- or, or you've got medical needs which means you, you need heating on throughout the day your your council will probably know so if you pick up the phone to them they'll probably be able to add up that yeah, you're 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 a case that needs looking after
1: some people think that social services have to do the referrals for discretionary support but you can actually refer yourself mm-hmm. you can go online and do it yourself and if you don't have the facilities to get online um, just reach out to your local libraries community centers and they'll of course help you.
0: Yeah. And you had a good tip for the for the end of the financial year, in other words, the end of March, Emma. What is it that we've got to remember to do on March thirty first? March
1: the thirty first. Submit your meter readings. Um, at the end of the month because then of course you will get a exact bill and not an estimate so we know that it's going to hit us hard and it's going to be bad but um, let's try and soften the blow
0: and stay organized and submit your meter readings if you can. Yeah it's good advice and this morning we had a call from uh, another person on our team Matty who you know and he's been yeah, yes. one of our podcasts before he said here's a tip for people with prepayment meters before the 31st of March, make sure you put as much on your card as you can possibly afford. That means that you'll you'll buy as much energy at this price, this current price, before the prices go up. It's a bit marginal, but I suppose it's like, went before the price of stamps go up, go and buy as many stamps as you can, because a first-class stamp is a first-class stamp. So that's Matty's advice, and we're always listening to good advice to pass on to residents of Blackpool. Well, we thought we'd leave the last word on this to the real Martin Lewis of money-saving expert who, in an interview on the BBC yesterday, looked forward to potentially more help from the government in the forthcoming Chancellor's statement. And here's what he said in response to a question on the Today programme by reporter Michelle Hussein.
3: I no longer have the tools. You know, the money-saving expert is out. This is going to be for Rishi Sunak to solve. Let's just put this in perspective. If we would use a typical bill, and many people don't have typical bills, a year ago, if you got the cheapest deal, it would be around £800 uh, that you could pay for a year on energy the current price cap is £1,277. At the beginning of April, and the price cap's the cheapest thing there is, it's going to £1,971. We are one month through the six-month analysis period for the October price cap. If things continue as they are, the price cap in October will be over £3,000 a year. And the cheapest fixed deals available on the open market, there are some cheaping existing cheaper existing customer deals, are now over £4,000 a year. I mean, That is, we're talking a £2,000 a year rise for the typical home on energy bills alone. And there are no switchable deals that are going to save that for people. So that's an unaffordable amount. Now, you can recoup some of the cost by being better on your broadband and your mobiles, looking at whether you can reband your council taxing, if a water meter will help in England and Wales. I mean, the the big problems for people on heating oil. But you can recoup some of it, but nowhere near the entire amount. The charity lines like National Energy Action and Citizens Advice, they are already absolutely swamped because we are going to see a real increase in genuine poverty in this country. Millions of people being thrown into poverty. And the only way we can stop that... That is not by being money-saving and tightening our belts. It is by genuine political intervention. And we have a spring statement coming. And I would urge the Chancellor, let's nip this in the bud. Let's not have people starving or freezing.
0: Wow. What do you think of that, Chris? i have got to switch my eating off.
1: It breaks your heart to know that you're waiting for the government to step in. There's nothing else we can do. There's elderly people that don't have anybody looking after them they're going to be starving, they're going to be freezing. The government, I've got to step in. It, mm. It's annoying.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, Leon, what, what's your view of what you've heard?
2: Well, um, I'm not that surprised on what's been shared here. I always thought and felt, because of the amount of people that I meet during each week and each month, that it is already a challenge for most people anyway. It's been difficult already. So this on top of that, what I can share is, yes, there's going to be lots of problems, but if we could just change... That word, don't use the word problem, use the word challenge and focus on not the problems, but the options that you have, you know, the solutions. The more that anyone focuses on solutions, they will outweigh the problems. People give too much attention mentally mentally and physically on the problems by accident. By accident. But if they can just change that around in their own time and focus on the solutions of those challenges out there and eventually, no matter what, eventually those solutions will outweigh any problems.
0: Well Leon, thank you for leaving us with that uplifting thought and thank you Emma, Leon and Chris for your partnership in this programme. Um, in the words of the famous musical The Sun will come out tomorrow, it will be summer soon and maybe we can all head to the beach in the blazing heat of the natural energy that Fantastic. the good Lord gives us. I love that. Fantastic. <laughs> in in the meantime, thank you so much. Thanks for taking part in this episode. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Other Side of Blackpool podcast for people who live here all year round. We're a dream of the Poverty Truth Network in Blackpool and the Fylde Coast. Find out more at povertytruthnetwork.org. If you like us, follow us and leave us a review.